Welcome to Elevate. I'm so happy you're here with me today and I cannot wait to share this episode with you. As an evidence-based coach, mentor, and entrepreneur, I'm obsessed with learning and personal development as it's transformed my entire life, as well as those I get to work with. And to be quite frank, it's literally the entire reason this podcast exists, to feel your growth, gain perspective, and acquire knowledge. So buckle up, friends. You're in for a treat. And as always, thank you for supporting me and the show so we can continue to elevate our own lives as well as those you share this with. Now, let's get into it. What is going on, guys? And welcome back to another episode of Elevates. And today's going to be a little solo one. I have been asked a lot about my own journey and how I got to this place. And what I want to start doing is really providing things that I I'm learning as I go, things that I've learned in the past. If you haven't gone back to watch the new year podcast that I did when I went through some lessons that I had learned, that one is going to be a little bit more about the depths of my own mind and my own introspection and some principles that you can carry over. So the way that I kind of come up with frameworks is that I observe something in a certain context and I ask myself if I were to remove that context, would the concept still be true? And that's given me a lot of principles and a lot of frameworks that I can carry over into different arenas of my life. And if you are someone who's listening, if you are excelling in one area of your life, whether it's your work, your career, your relationship, your business, your education, your sport, your athletic, your fitness, whatever that is, think about the fundamental principles that have contributed to that success for you and ask yourself if you operate to the same capacity in multiple places, because you likely don't. And that's why one of them is suffering, right? So Either way, before we get into it today, I do want to remind you that if you like this stuff, if you want to optimize your health, your fitness, your mindset, if you want to overcome your limiting beliefs, remove self-sabotaging behavior, and hang out with some really cool presenters such as Jordan Syatt and Aram Gregorian, as well as myself and Joshua Smith, you guys do not want to miss Elevate. It is going to be October 21st in McKinney, Texas. I will leave the link below for the event page. If you want to hang out with me, do an, a Q&A session get some cool uh, VIP bonuses, then make sure you get that package. You will not want to miss it. And for those of you who are interested in my book, the goal is to have it finished and published for the event, have copies there signed definitely for the VIPs. It will be in your gift bag, uh, but for everybody else, they will be there for you to purchase as well. And if you want a copy signed by me, make sure you show up uh, and I will be going through some of those things in my presentation that day, but it's going to be a place for you to connect, for you to grow, for you to learn, for you to get deep um, and get some introspection into some of the things that prevent you from achieving the things that you want most. So check that out, but let's get into it. So today I was reflecting on my athletic career and how a lot of that experience in my childhood really allowed me to excel in different things as an adult. And as I learn lessons in life, I also can tie them back into sport. A lot of the things that I do in my business are relative to my experiences in sports, right? Leadership, definitely my ability to speak. I will tell you guys a thousand percent, first and foremost, thank you for supporting me in the podcast. I love it when you share it. I love it when you tag me. I love it when you, somebody comes into my messages and they're like, oh, my friend, this X, Y, and Z sent me your podcast and I loved it. Um, so I'd appreciate you if you aren't already subscribed and you're listening to this for the first time, come check me out, listen to more episodes, give me your feedback. If there's more content you want to see or people you want to hear, make sure you message me on Instagram and that will also be linked below for you. But today, like I said, there's a lot of things that have helped get me to this place. And a lot of those lessons, when I think back, I learned as a little girl, just wanting to play basketball. So 
I want to carry those over to you today and talk a little bit about some of those things and what that looks like. So first ones first, shoot your shot. If you have the opportunity in front of you, take it because you have no idea if you will be presented with it again. Now, remember in basketball, one of my coaches used to yell at me all the time. You need to shoot. You need to shoot. You are so good at creating a gap, getting past the defense, drawing two, which was what I was really good at, kind of draw two and dish. And I could set my team up very well to score. But every time I had the open shot, the opportunity, I felt selfish shooting, which sounds ridiculous. But it wasn't until I started advancing in sports that I realized in order for me to be effective, in order in order for me to have value, in order for me to contribute to my team and its success, I needed to shoot my shot. And you have to also remove the idea that you're going to score every single time you shoot, right? Even the best in the game shoot less than 50% from the three-point from the three point line. Um, and we know some shooters that don't shoot that well from the free throw line. So regardless, if you have your opportunity and it's right in front of you, take it. Okay. Number two, the best offense is good defense, right? Offense sells tickets, defense wins games, which means if you are doing something and it is working, that doesn't mean the thing is wrong. It probably means you need to do more of it, right? You need to make sure that you are fundamentally sound. It's not about, if you're in business, it's not about acquiring the next client. It's about making sure you give your current clients the absolute best experience, right? I literally have built our business simply on referrals, word of mouth, and my social media platforms. And that has gotten us beyond where I thought we would ever be um, as far as the number of people that we're able to help. And it continues to grow that way. And I think it's really important that you don't always focus on what's next. The grass isn't always greener. If you guys have struggled in relationships, it's not about trying to create this thing, get the girl, those guys that like to chase women, and then you get the hot girlfriend and then you want something different, right? Double down where you are. That might be the solution to the issue that you're facing is it's not that you're doing something wrong, it's that you're not doing enough of it, right? So yes, you want to take your opportunity. You want to move the needle and you want to take the opportunity when it's there, but you also need to protect what got you to where you are. You need to make sure that you secure that. So remember the best offense is a good defense. Next, never peak. And you guys hear me say this all the time, but I don't know that I've ever explained why I say the best is yet to come. I say that all the time. And it's because when I grew up and played basketball in high school, I started, I made varsity as a freshman and I was all state, um, won multiple championships. And I thought that would be my peak. I remember I applied to multiple different division one institutions and a little bit of backstory. If you guys don't know this part of my life. I picked up a basketball when I was like four. I told my mom I was going to the NBA. I didn't know that much about the WNBA, but I wanted to be in the NBA. And that was my vision. That was my dream. And so I committed to training, working out, going to practice, doing extra stuff. I'd just go to the gym every day after school because my mom worked multiple jobs. And so instead of you know getting into trouble, I just found sports. And when I was a sophomore in high school, I think I was a junior, actually. I finished my sophomore year. I was going to my junior year. A guy named Ricky Oliver reached out to me and asked me if I wanted to be a part of his AAU team. And it was invite. Um, and they trained out of Lowell, Massachusetts. So I went, I would drive two and a half hours one way, multiple times a week to go to practice, just practice. And then we would travel across the country and I got to play. And I remember by the time I had graduated, most, if you guys don't know anything about kind of high school sports and then trying to get to the next level, they start recruiting in like junior high and freshman year high school. So I was so far behind the clock. And so my, uh, a lot of those coaches were super interested in me 
but they wanted me to go uh, to prep school because they wanted to see more time, right? Because I had just come onto the scene again as a junior and senior and they, there wasn't a track record. They're like, who is this little girl from Vermont, right? Like she's, she's got potential, but there's not enough history there. So I did everything that I could. We just could not find a way financially to go to prep school. Um, it is very expensive to do that. And, you know, my family wasn't in the place to make that happen. So what did I do? Instead of saying that was my peak, that was it. That was the best it was going to be for me. And I can just live that high school dream. I took a longer road and I will never, ever, ever, ever forget this. I went to the University of Rhode Island and I sat down. I had sent them multiple game film. I went to the coach's office. I visited the campus, did the whole thing. And he sat me down and he said, Kate, if this is something you really want to do, you can absolutely achieve it. But the road that you have to take is going to be longer than most people. And I remember sitting there and looking at him and I was like, I'll do whatever it takes. And at that point, I had my mind made up. I started off at, at a Division three institution, the University of Southern Maine. I loved it there. Gary Fifield, super intelligent, super, super intelligent coach. He had one of the most winning records in the, in the NCAA. And I was grateful to learn under him, right? He made sure I was fundamentally sound, super smart IQ as a point guard. Obviously, you're the extension of the coach. And so you need to be able to carry over right their mission, call the shots, make the make the calls as far as where the ball goes, what you're doing on the offense and on the defensive side. Because I was also an asset defensively. I would typically guard their most um, most or their best offensive shooter that was a guard um, or stop penetration if their point guard was just fucking wild. But either way, I then found an NBA skills coach in North Carolina and. I had gotten in touch with them and I was going to go train for the summer. And my mom thought I was going to go back to school, but I was like, if I get in here and I go to NC state and I go to UNC, I'm not, if I get the opportunity, I'm going. So I went down there for the summer, trained all summer, got my ass beat by, I mean, there were high school kids that were ruthless. If you've been to North Carolina and you've, you've played pickup, like some of them athletes are just killers. And so I took that journey, blah, blah, blah. I, I went and uh, spoke to NC State, UNC Duke, um, UNC Greensboro, and every single coach told me I would have made the team. I would have been a great practice player at, um, I think it was Duke, um, and UNC and NC told me that um, I would not start, and there was no opportunity for me to start. And for me, it was like, if I'm going to do this, I, I want the opportunity to play. Like, I don't want to be a practice player. I don't want to be third string. I want to play. So. I remember going to UNC Greensboro and Wendy Palmer will probably never know the impact that she had on my life, but she's also a big reason why I coach today. And I think every single one of us just wants someone that believes in us, especially when we don't believe in ourselves. And so Wendy Palmer, if you ever listened to this episode, um, I am forever great, grateful for you. Um, but I remember going to her office and she sat me down and she said, we promise nothing. We don't promise you anything. But if you want to come play pickup, we'll see you there. And so I remember the first time I went to play pickup. <laughs> and of course, I'm I'm new. No one knows me. So they're picking teams. Of course, I was the last person picked. And I remember that day I was like, all right. And, and Kobe Bryant has been 
my idol since I was just a kid. And the day that he died, I will never forget. And that's a totally different story. And I won't go on too many tangents here, but in that moment, I was like, I just had to pull on my mama, my mama mask and like, just get ruthless with it. And I felt entirely confident that day walking to that gym because I knew I had put in the work trained with some of the best high school collegiate and professional athletes in the world. I mean, people came from all over the world, um, to train there. And it was really cool to be able to say, I've been dunked on by Quincy Miller and <laughs> DJO definitely gave me, gave me a hard time. Uh, but I also scored on Devonte Graham and I played against Isaac Copeland. And so like those experiences for me, I will never forget, but I walked on, um, I, I, I played pickup that day. And I remember I dropped 22 points and I remember just looking at everyone and then leaving the gym. And I knew I had done what I had set out to do, right? I had, uh, to that point, I was playing against the best athletes in the country. And I almost settled graduating high school being the best. I hadn't reached my peak, right? I had a lot of natural talent and athletic ability. I didn't have that much skill. And so when I learned the amount of skill that I needed to be a functional and valuable guard, that's what carried me forward. I then walked on, I took a starting position the year that I walked on. And it was the most rewarding thing of my life. The best was yet to come for me, but I had to be willing to take the long road. I had to be willing to go around and fight and take opportunities, not knowing if, if they would land or not. But I knew me and I knew my work ethic and I knew what it meant to me. And even if I, I walked on and didn't make the team, I could have lived with, Kate, you're just not good enough rather than not trying at all. So Never peak. The best is yet to come. Next is how you do anything is how you do everything. And I know that you've, you guys have probably heard that a ton, but I want to expand on that a little bit more, which is don't be incongruent with the person that you want to become. So when people come in to work with me, I always have them do this exercise and I ask them to get down, pull out a piece of paper and describe the person they want to become on the other side of this experience. They set the bar whatever that looks like down to their boundaries, the way that they carry themselves, what are they doing during the day? What do they find meaningful? How do they cope with stress? How are they showing up for the people that they love? How do they lead? What are their values? What do they believe in? What do they stand for? What don't they stand for? What will they not tolerate, right? Who is that person fundamentally? Are they a person of integrity? Are they passionate? Are they finally expressing themselves and not afraid to say what they think or set that boundary or walk away from that relationship? Are they leading in their career? Are they better for their team? What are they doing? Who is that individual? What character traits do they have? As well as physically, how do they carry themselves? What do they look like? What do they prioritize? Are they healthy? Do they respect themselves enough to invest in their health? Get clear on it. Because as soon as you're clear of that version of you, you don't need anything else to start acting like that person today. We continue to say tomorrow when I feel better, when I'm not sick anymore, when my schedule isn't so busy, when the kids are older, when I make this amount of money, what are you going to start doing, right? You can act that. You can be that. There are no excuses once you're clear on who it is you want to become. You just skip the five-year plan that you had for yourself. You might not have all the resources and you might have not have climbed the peak of your career or your other visions that you're pursuing in life, but you damn sure can become congruent with the person that you idolize the vision of yourself that you so desperately want to be because the only person that's holding you back is you. And so if you're good in one part of your life, like I said, at the very beginning, you need to examine 
how you operate there. And are you operating congruently across the board in different arenas? If not, it's your fault. Next, this is a good one. Circumstances don't change responsibility. And again, as an athlete, this is one thing that was 100% drilled into our brains, right? You aren't, nothing else matters on game day. You show up, you're expected to produce. It doesn't matter if you didn't sleep last night, if you were stressed, if you failed an exam, if you and your boyfriend broke up, no one cares. If you're injured, I, I played on a partially torn patellar until I totally, totally tore it for months. Ice, heat, cortisone shots, lots of ibuprofen. But it didn't matter because the expectation was that I produced every night, no matter what. And that carried over into how I perform in academics, how I serve my clients, how I continue to focus on compartmentalizing what does the business need? What do my clients need? What does my team need? Right? These are all different things that I manage. And I have to be able to do that regardless of how I feel, regardless of what the excuses are. Right? There is no fall off. How you do anything is how you do everything. And circumstances do not change your responsibilities. And it is your responsibility to yourself to show up for you, to take care of you, to prioritize you, to lead as the best possible example that you could for the people that you care about, right? And you can't do that if you don't prioritize yourself. So it's really, really important to have that mindset shift if you haven't had it already, is that your circumstances do not change your responsibilities, point blank period. If your boyfriend pissed you off, that doesn't give you the permission to go cheat on the guy. You need to have a conversation, right? You don't need to break something because you're heartbroken, right? None of, none of that is acceptable. And in hindsight, 99.9% .9 of the time, you're going to regret not doing the thing you know you need to do, the thing that was right, right? And the only thing that is going to do that outside of these circumstances that we all give into is you. And so I don't, people always say discipline, you just be more disciplined. I, I don't even know if it's that. It's just cultivate more self-respect, keep your promises you make to yourself, have an ounce of integrity, right? The, I, I, one of these days when we, when I finally get to where we want to be, um, you know, I want to have a, a camera guy. I want someone to video me. I would love for you guys to see that I am at my desk 16 hours a day, be very boring for you, but you would see that regardless of how I feel, what I want to do, I have to know where to say no and set boundaries in my life and prioritize the things that mean the most to me, which is what I do. And personally, genuinely, I tell you guys all of these things because I wish somebody told me the whole reason that I do what I do is because I, I aim to be the person that I wish that I had. I didn't have that. I grew up and my mom is incredible. She's the most amazing human being ever in the world. If you have a chance to meet her, you are blessed. But she was a single mom of three babies. She was busy. She had to do what she could to make sure that we were provided for. Right. And so I, my dad, I didn't have a dad. I didn't have my father, my dad, who I consider to be my father until I was going to college. And he's the most incredible man that God could have ever blessed my life with. I mean, he is the ideal version of a father. Um, he's been so many things. I, one day I'll try to get him on the podcast. That would be killer. But, but regardless of all of those things, it didn't stop me from pursuing and doing in achieving, right? And if I had one person there that could have given me peace of mind along the way, I wonder how much faster I would have gotten to where I am. And some of the lessons that I, that I teach you guys and I teach my clients, you're going to have to fuck around and find out on your own, 
right? And so while I, I, I know that my goal is to help prevent that pain for you, I also know that sometimes your pain is entirely necessary because you wouldn't have learned the lesson unless you went through. It's kind of like the guy that's really bad for you that your friends and your mom are like, why are you dating this dick? Like, and you're like, no, you don't understand. You're trying to ruin my life. He's so great. You don't know. And then he does. And you sit there like my mom was right. Right. It's it's one of those situations where sometimes you have to have that life experience to go, oh, fuck, that's what she meant when she said that. And that's okay. Because those messages mean the world to me, because at least you listened and you were able to identify it and learn from it. Right. So maybe I prevent you from making the same mistake twice. Maybe I can help you cope with it so that the gravity of the experience that you're going through isn't so bad. Or maybe I can help you pause and make the right decision and stop giving into your impulses because those are never going to go. But if you continue to only focus on instant gratification, what you're actually doing is delaying yourself from achieving the thing that you want most. And so by delaying those impulses, you're increasing the speed or the rate in which you can move the needle forward. And I think that is a power that people neglect because it requires you to stay with integrity in line of that to being the person that you just mapped out you wanted to be. So there's that. Now, <laughs> nothing is fatal besides death. This is so important. There are going to be so many points in your life where it feels like everything is going underwater, that it's all falling apart. There are so many points in your life that's going to happen, but it's a blip on your radar. Your emotions are totally valid, but you cannot allow the gravity of that emotion or the thoughts that might be associated with it to prevent you from doing anything at all. No amount of anxiety is going to change what happens next. Only actions will. And so you have to go, okay, this is really shitty, but I genuinely believe this will pass. Every past shithole experience has totally passed. So this one probably will, if, if I think through that logically. And so what can I continue to do to move this needle forward? What can I continue to do to take action, right? How can I be better? Even if I'm not moving as fast as I previously was, how can I improve on the other side of the storm? How can I maximize what I, what my resources are right now? And getting clear on that and knowing and having an inherent knowing. And again, logically, every shitty thing that's happened to you, you've overcome and you've learned from hopefully. Right. And so if you're in this in the midst of a storm and if life is entirely hard, that should not prevent you from continuing to move the needle forward with whatever it is that means something to you. Right. Continuing to pursue that thing. And I genuinely believe if you don't already, if you haven't heard me say this before, it is your obligation in your life to find out all that it is you could be. No one can do it for you. And you do not want to look back on your life with a bunch of regrets and what ifs. I'd rather have a lots of experiences and a lot of cool stories and then go, okay, well, this one time, and I could tell you guys my dating life, maybe I'll do a dating story podcast. So if you want that, uh, leave a comment and let me know. But I would rather have all of those experiences and lessons and wisdom and knowledge and look back on my life and go, well, that was fucking fun, right? Then go, damn, I wish I did that. I wish I said yes. I wish I shot my shot, right? I wish I had committed to the things that I wanted to do for myself. I wish I didn't stop when I knew I, could, I had more to give. I knew I was meant for more, right? I don't want that for you. So don't give in and think everything's fatal. And don't let that emotion stop you from continuing to take action. Next, success, success loves speed. And this is one of those things where it's like, he who hesitates has lost, Right? You got to stop planning. You got to stop waiting. You got to stop saying, when I have this, when I get there, when I achieve X, when when I make it to Y, it, it, none of that, none of that. It's literally just you 
procrastinating, if we're being honest, right? Because when something means enough to you, you can be entirely resourceful to make that happen. When I moved to North Carolina, I worked as many hours, doubles. I pulled 80 hour work weeks at Dave and Buster's. Okay. I slept on an air mattress, but I wanted to do whatever. And and that's outside of training. So I would train one to two times a day and then work, take a nap on on an air mattress and do it all again. And I did that for months because it was worth it to me to make sure I could take that pursuit. And so if there is something that is important to you, you can be entirely resourceful to make that happen, right? You, by you not being resourceful, you're just telling yourself it's not that important to you, right? Because if it was your child, if you're a parent and your child needed something, you would move heaven and earth to make sure that they got it if it was serious. If it was something that was serious for them, you would do anything. So why don't you do that for you? Something to consider, right? Ready is a lie. It, it, you're never going to be ready. I'm sitting here on this podcast. I'm not ready. It's like, I don't, I'm just sitting here and I'm showing up and I'm doing the reps and I'm collecting the feedback and I'm listening to what you guys want and what you want to hear. A lot of you want to get to know me better. And so I'm, I'm, I'm applying. I, I, this is not perfect. This I'll probably look back at this in five years and be like, what the fuck are you doing, Kate? But that's okay. Right. Cause I do this cause I genuinely enjoy it. I love connecting with you. I love sharing what I think. I, I like being just fully myself with you guys. Like I nerd out. My thoughts get real wild. Sometimes I can, I can give you the tough love, but it's all because again, I wish somebody had done that for me. And so I aim to be that person for you. Over planning is procrastinating. Again, just stop it. Stop doing it. It's not helping you. Okay. It's not. And lying to yourself is not helping either. Just Totally telling yourself, it's fine. This is not a problem. It's not impacting me. I'll get to it later. Stop lying to yourself. Stop it. It's not helping you. Okay. And the last one, and this is just a life lesson. And this is learned from so many losses that I went through, whether it's in sport and life and business and relationships. Happiness is an inside job. If you focus on the external world and the material items within it or another person to fill a void within you that will make you happy, what are you doing? You are building your happiness to be reliant on a thing or a person. Instead of trying to maximize the amount of dopamine you produce by being addicted to things or people, and yes, there are relationships that are addicting. There are people who are addicted to toxic cycles. Instead of that, try to... My my goal is to make my worst days good, right? So even when I have a shitty day, I still choose happiness. I'm grateful. I double down on gratitude. And I am, the last couple of years and since since launching this business for sure, I don't know that I've ever been happier. Maybe when I was playing basketball for sure, though there was a whole lot going on in my life and I still wasn't as mature, I would say. There's a lot of things I wouldn't have tolerated that I did knowing what I know now, of course, but I get to just show up and be myself. I can share what I think, um, what I believe in, what I stand for. I get to connect with people who are like-minded. I appreciate the people that it's brought into my life. Um, and I, again, I never imagined that I would be here, but even with all of that, if, If any, there is no one person that makes me happy. There is no bad day that makes me decide that I'm sad. 
I am genuinely fulfilled because outside of the outcome, and I think a lot of times we get focused, hyper-focused on the outcome goal in which we are constantly chasing, right? It's like that, that thing, I want to lose 20 pounds yesterday. I suck. It's only been a day. It's, it's not going down. Like, fuck it. No, you can't focus on the goal. And for me, like I talked about, again, taking that chance, moving to North Carolina, betting on myself. And even if I didn't make the team, the pursuit is was worth the pain and suffering that I went through to get there. And it's like, I do this because every single day, even if it's good, even if it's bad, the pain and suffering that I will face and I have fought, faced and overcome and continue, will absolutely do it again, right? Because that is life. It's just this constant cycle of good and bad. You could not have one without the other. But even when those days come, I'm entirely grateful because I spend my days doing shit that I actually care about talking to people that I actually care about, getting to know new people that inevitably I will, I will care about. I got to design my life, but it didn't, it didn't get to that point without all the previous things that have, that have come, that I've talked about. If you decide that happiness comes from you and you can provide joy within yourself, you can provide love within yourself, gratitude. Um, I think you realize everything else doesn't really matter. And I posted this on my Instagram. So if you guys don't follow me, check me out there. If you find this valuable, um, the best question and the best frame that I ever went through when I was going through a lot of deep stuff in my life back in 2016, up to 2018, I would say, um, was if I decide that everything in life is meaningless. And I know that's quite nihilistic, but I could then ask myself, well, if everything is meaningless and I remove all the expectations, my family's opinion, my friend's opinion, guys that I was dating, you know, social media and culture and, you know, news and whatever, if I remove all that, all of their opinions, just wipe them all out. What do I find meaning in? And I remember sitting down and writing a list. And it was always, there's two things that I am fundamentally hardwired to pursue. One is growth. So I am a super fucking nerd. Um, I love reading. I love learning. And I get very, I, I also have slightly <laughs> an addictive personality, I would say. So when I get into something, I get immersed in it. And I give myself permission to totally like full send with it. And so I love learning. I, I like being able to enhance my knowledge base. I like being able to articulate myself in certain ways. I like to understand and comprehend different arenas and topics and industries of conversation. And so that's one thing is I'm always growing physically, mentally, emotionally. And that's important to me because of the second one, which is contribution. I love serving people. And again, it, it's selfish a little bit because internally it, it brings me so much joy to help somebody else, especially somebody that I've seen in my own shoes, like me five years ago. I know me 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I needed me. And so I, I aim to be that person for other people. And the fact that I can, it gives me purpose. It is my purpose. And I would not want to do anything else. Nothing at all. So thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, please subscribe, share, leave some feedback. I'd love to know what other solo episodes or if there's anything within this you want me to expand on. But as I continue to learn, I will continue to share. And I hope this is valuable and helpful for you. 
And I hope this gives you some action steps to take and start today. So with that, I'll catch you guys on the flip side. Bye.